0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Nagler's Never Right. We are only two weeks away from the NFL draft. Can you feel it? Can you feel the excitement? Can you feel the oversaturation of overanalyzation? Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is where we're going to be living for the next 14 days. That's right. The hay is in the barn, so to speak. Most of the work has been done on all these prospects. Teams generally have their board set. Yes, they'll still be doing some tweaks, some refinement. Uh they'll be going over the tape again, etc. But for the most part, the hay is in the barn, they know who they like, who they're targeting. Uh they're still in the midst of having pre-draft visits, of course, and getting to know some of these prospects, but for the most part, a lot of the you know, the majority of the work has been done. And especially on the outside, on the media end of things. We get to sit here now for another 14 days and just pick this thing apart to death. Um, it's my least favorite time of the year. I always, anyone who's followed me for a long time knows, I abhor uh, a good part of what the draft has become. Uh, the league moved it back to May a few years ago when it was still here in New York. Um, thankfully, they've moved it back up to late April. But you know, the draft should be this weekend. Heck, it should have been last weekend. Uh, the, the league's desire to you know stretch out the uh, news cycle as long as possible to ensure that they are um, you know relevant and in the headlines year long uh, you know, as a re- year long entity, you know that I get it, I understand. that's the reason it's done. but it just makes these next two weeks just brutal because you know it, we're already seeing that at the top of the draft, especially this year because of all the quarterbacks. And there's so much intrigue as to who is going to take who at the quarterback position, um, especially, you know, for Packer fans and for the Packers themselves, that's of interest because that will undoubtedly push talent down to them at 14. But, you know, we're, we're seeing all this conjecture about the Browns and who they'll take at one. And now all of a sudden there's interest in Josh Allen. And, oh, no, it's definitely Darnold. Oh, well, boy, Baker Mayfield could be a sleeper. And we're going to have that for the next two weeks. So, buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, Yeah, that's my announcer voice. Anyway, uh, when it comes to the Packers, obviously the preseason schedule has been released slash unveiled, getting to see a couple of familiar faces. Uh, One of them is coming to Lambeau that week two of the preseason when Morgan Burnett will join his new team, the Steelers. Um, And then the week after that, in week three, the Packers travel out west to Oakland to take on the Raiders and to say hello to Jordy Nelson. Uh, One interesting nugget out of the preseason schedule, not a a single primetime game. Uh, Obviously, usually the Packers are a bit of a draw nationally. Uh, Almost always. I can't remember the last season they weren't on at least one national broadcast in the preseason. Uh, Mostly, obviously, the interest would be Aaron Rodgers. Clearly, it's a bit difficult for TV execs to get too fired up about putting the Packers on TV when they know Aaron Rodgers barely plays in the preseason. Now, he played a little bit more last year. Um, but, you know, I, coming that aspect of it, coupled with the fact that they're coming off a 7-9 and nine year, um, I guess it's not too surprising to see the Packers blanked when it comes to the, the national schedule. I do wonder if that... Portends anything when it comes to the regular season. Obviously, uh, I tend to think the Packers will get their full allotment as they have many years in the past when it comes to national primetime games. Uh, but we'll just have to see. I will say it's funny the dichotomy or the kind of the split between the fan base and the media when it comes to the timing of these games. Um, you know, I I talk to you know fans and friends who uh really love the noon kickoffs in Wisconsin and you know I used to be kind of in that that in that vein in that ilk but man I like the late late kickoffs now and I know it sucks on the back end for us because we've got to produce content and it pushes everything back and you know you're there late night in the sta- stadium a lot and blah 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 but man I don't like getting up and just like getting right to the stadium first thing in the morning um you know, I just, I don't know, I just—I like having that day, kind of stretching out uh, anticipation for the showdown to see what might happen, what drama might unfold. Um, plus, you get to see a couple other games, in one, you know, noon, 1 o'clock slot, what have you. That's just personal preference. That's just me. Um, we'll see what happens with the Packers schedule. Um, you know, obviously not a ton of news. Uh, Packers bringing, like I said, Packers are bringing in uh, pre-draft Visits definitely taking a different approach under Brian Gutekunst as they are having in plenty of first round uh, prospects, you know guys that are projected to go in the first round. Uh, they're certainly not shying away from that, unlike uh, when Ted Thompson was in charge. Um, one thing that kind of caught my eye, you know, obviously I think this has been talked about a bunch online. Um, I think my colleague Tom Silverstein is writing something for it on PackersNews.com. Uh, later this afternoon, I think Thursday afternoon, that's supposed to go up, uh, is the, are the comments that Aaron Rodgers made um, over, I think it was uh, last week, um, on a radio program when he was asked about, he was promoting the MAC Fund, but he was asked about, um, you know, would he, I think he was asked in jest, but would he be involved in the draft at all, you know, perched on Mike McCarthy's shoulder, I think was the uh, image that was painted and, you know, Rodgers made no kind of bones about it when he said, you know, it's clear that players play, coaches coach, personnel people make their decisions, and that's the way they want it. Um, and, I, you know, I can see both sides of this because I've, I've heard from fans who have said, you know, the media is blowing this out of proportion because it did take on a life of its own online, especially on the, on the old Twitter sphere. Um, and I get that it feels like oversaturation. But on the other hand, um, if you just connect the dots and draw the lines from his, whether it's his his um, you know, comments about Alex Van Pelt during the Super Bowl, uh, whether it's these latest comments, whether it's comments he's made in the past, uh, taking passive aggressive shots at either Mike McCarthy or or the organization, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to piece these things together. Um, you know, so to completely dismiss it, I think, is very naive. It's clear that Rodgers is unhappy and has, you know, a bit of a, you know, something stuck in his craw, so to speak, when it comes to uh, a lack of uh, communication and or uh, outreach from the Packers in regards to personnel moves, moves in regards to Jordy Nelson, um, Alex Van Pelt, etc. Now, he has every right to be upset. He has every right to say whatever he wants out in public. I get that. Um... I do find it unfortunate, especially when it comes to a team and a coach who have never, ever, ever said one bad word about him, even when there are, you know, when he gives them reason to. But, you know, he never misses a chance to take some kind of passive-aggressive shot at Mike McCarthy, at the Packers. And I don't doubt that, you know, looming in the background here behind all of this is the contract. And, you know, whether this is angling to try and, you know, throw it into sharp relief that, you know, none of these people are probably employed without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, He has kept this team in serious contention year in and year out. Um, But to that end, you know, Mike McCarthy made a lot of changes this offseason to try to help Aaron Rodgers. Whether it's you know trying to improve on the defensive side of the ball with a new defensive coordinator, um, clearly there's now a new general manager in place, uh, a bit of a different mindset when it comes to uh, approaching free agency, but you know I I like I said I understand that Rogers is going to be frustrated and he's going to talk he's going to speak out about those things and he's not even really speaking out, he's answering questions that he's asked and he's answering somewhat honestly and. I, far be it for me to you know, begrudge him for that, uh, but like I say, if you don't think that there's something there in regards to his frustration and his pointed remarks about the organization, um, you know I think you're being naive. He's clearly frustrated. He clearly uh, wanted to be at least consulted and/or uh, talked to about, if not just Jordy Nelson, but you know off-season moves in general, and. Um, Clearly wasn't and isn't going to be. And I do and on the flip side, for when you're talking about from the Packers perspective, I totally understand it. You know, the Packers went through the entire end of Brett Favre's career with Brett Favre clamoring for signings and trades and things of that nature. Mostly you know, most the biggest headline obviously was his desire for the team to trade for Randy Moss and his, you know, kind of petulant uh tantrum demanding a trade after the you know, Ted Thompson didn't pull the trigger, and Moss ended up going to New England. But, uh, you know, so that the institution has lived through this uh, kind of thing, and I think, you know, they're smart not to entertain it. They're smart to tell Rodgers, you know, you play quarterback. That's what we're going to pay you to do. That's what we do pay you to do. That's what we're going to make you the highest paid player in the league to do. So you do that, and we'll do this. You know, because there will come a point when Aaron Rodgers doesn't play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. You know, there will be people in the building right now who are still around making decisions. So probably, you know, for sure Mark Murphy. Who knows after that? But, um, you know, they have to look out for the franchise. And I just think it's a slippery slope that they are smart to avoid. Um, Now, all that said, I can't imagine, you know, that Aaron Rodgers wants in on draft meetings and in on free agent calls and what have you, um, you know, I I don't doubt that he just wants a little communication. And, you know, the Packers are notoriously tight-lipped, notoriously conservative. Um, you, You don't have to go very far to hear about Russ Ball and his Low ball offers and using Aaron Rodgers as a selling point when it comes to free agent calls and things of that nature. So Rodgers probably feels like, well, look, you're using my name. You know, you're using the lure of coming to play with me when selling me, when trying to sell these free agents. Um, You know, I just want a little input. And I'm sure the Packers can turn around and say, well, look, you talked about Jimmy Graham. We went and got Jimmy Graham. You know, of course it meant having to jettison Jordan Nelson. So, you know, is there something there? I think so. Will it all be forgotten by the time they kick off week one? Probably. You know, because at that point, I think Rodgers will have signed a new deal, and this will all just be off-season noise. But it's fun to talk about mid-April. Um, Speaking of, you know, mid-April, the draft coming up, et cetera, we uh, – like I said, we do have kind of a better idea, kind of handle on how Gutikons is approaching the draft. At least his approach to the pre-draft visits, looking at these first rounders. It's funny because i have been getting more and more, you know, question questions about, um, you know, who should they take if, you know, if uh, Fitzpatrick and uh, Ward are both on the on the board, if Vita Vey and Harold Landry are both on the board. And look, I, you know, I've got opinions of my own, but they don't really mean anything. And we can't say anything with confidence without knowing how Gutekunst and the Packers have these guys rated and how they have them graded. And I've been really hesitant this year to go, you know, declarative on some of these things just because every year this happens where, and it happens throughout the season too where I think this, and then that thing doesn't happen. But because I've said it, people are like, oh, you were wrong, or, oh, you were, you know, the local media never knows what's going on. Well, yeah, we admit we don't know what's going on. We're trying to find out. Um, But then you ask us for our opinion, and we give it to you, and then it's like, oh, you just didn't even know. Well, yeah, because I was just talking about what I would do. And nobody wants that. You know, the next team to hire me as their GM will regret it exponentially <laughs> anyway um so that's why i know i just I, i've had a few emails on the past week or so you know s- who have specifically asked about you don't seem to be all in on uh any particular prospect for the packers at 14 and you know i think there are guys they should probably consider um, i think they're most of them are pretty obvious you know i think harold landry makes a lot of sense i think fitzpatrick obviously would make a lot of sense if he fell um I still think they have to consider Vita Vey if he's there at 14. But, you know, for the most part, I don't think any of those are – I don't think any of that is a wild take. I don't think anything that's not just common sense that you guys know, uh, just having watched the draft for years and having watched the Packers operate. And, yeah, Gutekunst could surprise us. He could trade up, maybe targeting Ward to get try and get the best corner in the draft. Maybe he trades down for – with a team looking to get say, you know, uh, trade up and get a quarterback, maybe Jackson, etc. So, yeah, it's just there's so many variables, and there's so much unknown. The best part about the draft this year, can I be honest? The best part about the draft is that they're picking at 14 and not at 20 something. And we don't have to wait quite as long for the Packers to be on the clock on Thursday night. Now I say that and I watch them drop down to like 28 or something. That would be just my luck. Anyway, um, thanks a lot, everyone. I'm going to jump. Um, thanks so much for listening, for downloading, for making PackersNews.com part of your Packers routine. Uh, make sure you're checking it out. We've got tons of draft stuff coming up for you. Uh, speaking of that saturation, we, we're, we are not contributing to it. We are rising above it with the quality of our work. Uh, I think you'll agree. We'll start rolling that out on Monday. Lots of articles, lots of videos. It's going to be great stuff. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Make sure you check that out. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Make sure you check out the Facebook Lives, Twitter, etc. If it's Packers, we've got it covered for you. Thanks a lot, everyone. I'll talk to you next week here on Nagler's Never Rant.